welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump, and I'm your host. Thanks for joining me, my friends. I sure appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to this podcast. Thanks for subscribing and for sharing it with others. We truly appreciate your support and encouragement. And thanks for sending comments. It was great to see another couple listeners' comments telling us how they have found our podcast and found it to be helpful. Thank you to one of our listeners who said that they just felt like uh, I had given them a voice and that uh, they under they felt understood and seen. And I really appreciate that. I just got back from the Children's Pastors Conference uh, from the International Network of Children's Ministries, one of my top children's ministry conferences. And I totally love this conference. It's an independent conference, not run by a publisher or a provider or a magazines or any of those kind of things. This is a truly independent conference that supports all kinds of children's ministry from all different denominations from all around the world. And it truly is a fantastic all-around children's ministry conference. I love D6. In fact, we're going to have D6 uh, and some of their leadership come on the on the podcast soon to talk about the upcoming D6 conference in April down in Orlando. So if you're looking for an, uh, a, a next-gen Kidman, uh, one, a conference that you can bring your senior pastor to. In fact, they can come for free. Check out d6family.com and you can see the uh, conference uh, run up and the schedule. And uh, I'm going to be there with the Restoring Leaders booth as well as be, I'll be speaking and doing a breakout. And so I'd love to meet you. If you're a podcast listener, stop by the booth and say hello. Let me know you're a listener. Let me know you're part of the Restoring Leaders community or the KMC uh, Facebook groups. We would love to do that. And so that's why I was inspired to talk about this topic today. We're talking about coming off the big event. What do I do next? Um, so many times when I would come back from a conference, the first day or two back was overload. Uh, you're physically a little tired, but it's a good tired because you know you've been investing in yourself. Um, you know, nobody should go to a conference thinking that they're on vacation or they're taking a break uh, or that they're going to physically get renewed. Um, yes, you get spiritually renewed, you get encouraged, you get your balloon inflated, but I guarantee when you come back, uh, everything's going to be hitting your hand and trying to get that balloon free. And pretty soon it's going to cut loose and go flying all over the place. It just happens. That's the way the world goes. Um, ministry doesn't stop. And so as leaders, we need to know how to process. We need to know how to move on the fly and to take what we've been learning and implement it. I don't know how many years I wasted going to conferences. I've got conference notebooks that I've stored and I've never looked at again. I didn't have a way to process. I didn't have a way to store it. I didn't have a way to create next steps. And so maybe you've struggled in this area. Well, I'm hoping that this podcast will help you figure out what to do with next steps. If you're struggling with this, reach out. That's what KMC Coach is all about. You can get a couple of sessions uh, and we'll walk through your next steps. Uh, in fact, there where I'm even offering a, a, a CPC 23 special um, where you can get a couple coaching sessions at a more discounted rate. So uh, you can go schedule a call at kmccoach.net 
and do that. So let's dive into this episode of what we can do next after the conference. So what's next after big events? What's next after the conference? So what do you do when you come off of one of these things? Well, one of the first things I do is I recheck my why. My why drives me everywhere I go. I want to know why I'm going to a conference. Is it to rest? Is it just to get away? Is it to learn? Is it to grow? I try to be very specific of why I'm going. If I'm going to learn, um, I need to grow in a certain area. I'm going to want to go. In fact, let me give you a couple tips of going to a conference because sometimes we go to conferences and we don't have a plan. And if you don't have a plan, then you're planning to fail. You're planning to miss your why. Your plan, I guarantee you, uh, it'll happen that you'll come away from the conference with lots of ideas, but no nuggets of gold that you can really implement and cash in for value. So when you go to a conference, have a reason why you're going to the conference. Is it to develop yourself? Is it to come away with things that you can develop others? Is it things that you there are topics uh, like special needs or technology or first impressions or, you know, there's so many different topics out there. Um, what is it that you need to learn? Why are you going? What What is it that you are lacking that you need to grow in? Um, a mistake that some people make when they go to conferences is sticking to topics that they already know. I always tried to pick at least two breakouts of topics that I had no clue about, things that I had never researched or that I was curious about. I wanted to stretch my mind, stretch my heart, because even if I didn't need it right then, I might come across somebody in my network that I can share that information with. So I had a bigger purpose in going. So I always had new, here's why I want to go. Here's the top three things I need to learn. Here's some questions I need answered. Here's some places that I'm stuck. So when you know your why and you understand why you go, then when you get back, you can say, did I accomplish the why? Why did I go? Why did I do this? <laughs> well, did I fulfill that? Did I get those questions answered? If I didn't, did I meet somebody that I could network after the conference, after that big event, to help me process and get those questions answered? You know, my mentor and coach, Jim Weidman, always told us, always be prepared with questions. So I always have uh, in my phone on my notes app, I always have five questions that I want to ask a leader. Um, I go up to those experts, quote unquote experts, and ask questions. I finally got over my fear of man and said, hey, these are regular people. They're not superstars. They're not celebrities. We've got to get over making people celebrities. Trust me, if you ever see me at a conference, please come up to me because I'm no celebrity. I'm just average Tom um, and I'm here to serve. I'm a foot washer for Jesus and that's all I want to be. Um, and I love doing it. So feel free to come up and ask any question you like. You'll never be an interruption to my day. So come on up and say hi. Um, but I've learned to just go up and talk to people because I've got a why to fulfill. I've, I'm on a mission and I want to go to a conference and not only do, yes, I want to get my my heart fulfilled and, and filled up, but I want to get my brain full. I want to learn as much as I can so that I can keep improving and growing as a leader. So check your why. Did you accomplish that? So if you were at CPC or one of the other conferences recently uh, or some that are coming up, 
check it out. And then when you get home, did you fulfill it? Did you accomplish your why? If not, figure out some next steps that can help you uh, get to that place. Now, let's talk about, let's say we're going to general sessions and we're going to breakouts and we're taking notes. Um, hopefully you have a good note-taking app or you have a system on paper that feels comfortable for you. But my question for you is, as you go to each of these breakouts, as you go to each of these general sessions, do you have a way to capture those notes so that you can find them again? If you're keeping a notebook, um, is it well organized? Can you? Are you going to be able to read your notes later? I have worse than doctor's handwriting, so I often type my notes. Although they do say, and there's research out there that proves that if you handwrite notes, you'll remember more. Um, so I have been trying to do more handwriting and I do a little doodling to remind myself of things. I'll take screenshots of slides so that I have pictures and I'll put a note in the notebook, see that picture uh, so that I can remind myself of that. Then when I get home, if I've handwritten things, I scan it uh, into uh, Evernote, um, which then makes it searchable. So you can search for keywords uh, and you can find those notes you can tag them, uh, and if you don't have if you don't have Evernote, you ought to try it. Um, it's a great uh, file box for all of those kind of things. So I've been over the time. Every time I go to a conference now, I have a template that if I'm not going to handwrite and I'm going to type notes, I can type them into this template and save all my notes. It even answers some of the questions that I'm going to share with you. So here's some questions that you can ask as you go uh, into your processing phase of a conference. Um, if you've been there and you're coming home, um, take some time to process. So at the end of every breakout, at the end of every session, I take two minutes before I get distracted and while everything's in my head to write down two or three things that are my top takeaways. Two or three thoughts that really impacted my heart, my mind, uh, and, and things that I do. I want to ask myself, what can I do with that takeaway uh, as I'm processing? Um, so when I get home and I look at those three takeaways, I'm going, what can I do with this? Is this something that I can implement now or later? If it's later, how am I going to remember it? Am I going to put it on my calendar for later? You know, Am I going to put it down a reminder six months in to say, hey, take a look at this? Um, if we don't do that, we'll never remember it. Our brains are for creating not remembering. Um, trust me, uh, the older you get, the harder it is to remember. And so I need more systems in place to help me remember. So I put things in there. I have a for future file uh, in Evernote uh, that has all of my random ideas. I keep a note, uh, a, a running note uh, app in my phone that just is for ideas uh, for the future is what it, they're always tagged. And that way I can go, hey, I remember I was thinking about something for the future. I go search for the future and all those ideas come up and I can scan through them really quick and find the idea that I was thinking about. What would it take to implement these things? Because again, you want to think in steps, not jumps and leaps and bounds. And because otherwise you're going to get overwhelmed. It's so easy, even for the most analytical person, uh, let alone the creative to get overwhelmed when you have so many things poured into you during a few days. And so how am I going to implement that takeaway? Does it fit uh, with me and our culture 
or is it something that's going to have to be changed and adapted? You want to start processing some of these things to figure out what is it that we're going to do now? Does it fit with our culture? Is it something that we have to adjust or not? Okay, so that's the first big question. Second big question, what is something that I want to learn more about when I go to a conference? And did I learn it? So when I go into that conference, part of my why is learning something new. I take those new things. And again, is it something that I can use right now? Is it something that my team can use that I need to share this information right away with a certain team member? Or is it for the future? And again, you can tag those kind of things uh, if you need to do that. As you look at these things and as you look at the future things and you say, okay, I've got some future things. Again, how will you store this stuff? Where will you store it? Uh, in a notebook and in a file folder, uh, on the computer, both. Um, find the system that works for you. Not everybody's system will work for me. Not my, my system won't work for everybody else. But you need to find what works for you. And as you're evaluating this conference, you're saying, is this something that we're going to implement now or later? Trust me, you can only implement a couple of things and it's going to take time. Here's another word of caution. Be careful how much you try to implement. Be careful of two things. One, don't let people pop your balloon because they will. They haven't been at that conference. If they, if you didn't take a team with you and you went by yourself, you're going to come home all pumped up and walking on sunshine. And then you're going to have a wet blanket or what I call the pins being trying to poke your balloon. People are going to poke that balloon and tell you why those aren't realistic. Why that was pie in the sky. Why was, well, you should have just left that down at the conference in Florida. Um, <laughs> and listen, don't let your heart get discouraged. What you have to do is communicate the why behind the why. So you have to tell them why you are so excited about this, why you believe this will be something worth implementing, what it will take, what it will cost, what will, will it cost if we stay where we are. So you have to be able to share those kind of things with people, but be careful that they don't pop your balloon. Don't lose your joy when they don't share your joy. Keep focused ahead. And just know going in, when you start sharing ideas, you're going to have to communicate some big whys behind it. As you do, and you show them the benefits, and you show them why, then you'll get more buy-in for your ideas. But be careful that you don't try to just force a fire hose of solutions and ideas and thoughts. Because again, not everything's going to fit your culture and your context either. Another good thing to evaluate while you were at the conference is what resources did I learn about? A big, huge mistake that I've made and I've watched others make at conferences is these conferences bring in fantastic resource providers. Um, I, I know now more about this because I am a resource provider now. I, I have a booth at a conference and uh, it's presented a whole different world to me. I see how hard these resource providers work to set these things up, to prepare for these things, to be there, to answer your questions. And it's sad how many times I see people just walking through the resource center and they just pass by so many booths. 
I want to give you a challenge for your next conference, or if you're going to one of the upcoming conferences, take a few minutes, maybe even skip a session. You can always buy the recordings later. Take a break and walk through that resource center and stop at booths that you know nothing about and say, hey, tell me about what you do. Give me a five-minute rundown. Because trust me, I'm going to need a five-minute time because I get so excited about restoring leaders in the KMC. I could talk to you a long time, but I want to respect other vendors' times uh, and providers' times. So just say, hey, give me a five-minute rundown of what your ministry or what your resources are all about. Because listen, you may not need it now, but you might need it later, or you might know someone else in your networking that needs a resource. That's what we share in our Facebook groups. That's what goes on in the Kid Ministry Collective. Hey, I'm looking for this. I'm looking for that. And you know what? You can find a ton of new resources in these resource centers uh, at these conferences. I'm amazed at all the variety from education soul care, t-shirts, stickers, you name it. Um, entertainers that can come to your church, even small churches. I met several people who do ministry uh, that would come to your church. If you missed last week's episode uh, with Nathan Durrell, the crazy tie guy, go back and listen to that. They, his whole family, his kids were, he had some of his kids with him and they were juggling. They were riding unicycles they're amazing as a family and they share Jesus all over the place and they will come and work with small churches. Nathan even said, you know, we worked with a church that had 50 people in it. So don't think that you're, you're too small to bring in a ministry like the Durrells to your church because they will come and they will share the gospel, but there's all sorts of kids blitz and, and, um, um, oh man, I could name off a bunch, but I don't want to hurt my friends that forget forgetting their names, but there are a lot out there. And as you walk through the resource center and you stop and take it, take their cards, take their information. It's stuff that you can put in a file and, you know, whether you organize it super detailed or whether you just put it in there. Uh, again, this is where Evernote is great. You can take a picture of those things. You can tag it. Um, with what it is. And then you one day you'll go, hey, I remember this resource provider that had uh, Chinese yo-yos or whatever it is. And you search for Chinese yo-yos and it finds those words and brings up your list. It's fabulous. Um, so let me tell you, get into those resource and again, have a system to do that. Last tidbit for coming off the re a big event, a coming off a conference is did you rest? Did you play? Did you meet some new people? My goal was always to meet five new people at every conference, to connect with them after the conference too, at least once. Uh, I also, my, my pastor gave me the greatest gift and he said, Tom, don't you dare, if there's seven breakouts, don't you go to all seven. The mind will only absorb or, or bring in and absorb what the seat will allow. <laughs> you can't sit there all day. And after a while, your seat has had enough and your brain is going to shut off. So pick a time and skip a top. Easy for me to say. Um, Post-conference hangover, I guess. Um, you want to pick a breakout session or even a general session that you can set out of and go rest. Or... 
you need to have an extra day where you can process and learn and grow. So many people go to a conference and they jump right back into ministry and you've had no time to process. And you know what? Then life hits and you'll miss it. You'll miss your opportunity to sit and process and think through, what did I learn? What am I going to use? What am I, What can't I use? How am I going to store this? All those things. So let me tell you, my friends, you need to plan for some time of rest post-conference, post-big event. I used to take a, my vacation a week. I'd take a week off after Bible school. I needed that to physically reevaluate and restore myself uh, because it's just an exhausting time leading up to it. So, okay, so that's talking about conferences. Let's think about some of the big events that are coming up and how do we process some of those things? Well, here's another list, okay? Are you ready? What went well and what went not so well? <laughs> you know, it's important. Now, of course, I already skipped the why question because I'm assuming you already heard me say it enough. You got to start and end with why. So did you get it? Did you hit your why? Did it accomplish? But what went well? What didn't go so well? Where did you see gaps in your planning and in your execution of the event? Where were the gaps? Where were the misses? Where can you get better? What should you stop doing at these events? Because it just didn't work. What are things that worked that you can stop and make better or break it and make better? How can the communication and the, uh, the pre-setup go and can that get better? Where did you miss communicating? Where did you not get the word out enough and how do you get better? When you're coming to set up and tear down, what went well, what didn't go well? Do you need more people in charge of smaller groups to set up or is it less people and a tighter setup plan? Did you have a plan for setup? Did you have a plan for teardown? Do people know where things go after the event is over? Do they know how to reset rooms um, and those kind of things? Here's another little free tidbit. If you don't have pictures of your Sunday morning setups of your classrooms, They'll never get re put back the way they're supposed to. But if you take a picture and you post it on the wall somewhere in that room, that this is how the room's supposed to look for Sundays, I guarantee you they'll get set back up the right way. So when you're coming off a big event, you need to ask yourself this. Why would we even do this again? Should we do this again? Or is it time for this to stop? Is this season done? And should we try something new or again does this need to grow even larger is there something more we can do okay well those are my tips for coming off a big event and coming off of a conference i hope they've been helpful i hope you've been able to write them down if not re-listen to the podcast sorry for my scratchy voice it just is what happens when you come back off a conference too so today there's a day of rest uh, for me after I finish recording this. I'm going to take some time to rest, take some notes about my ministry week uh, and get reset so that I can serve you. Again, thanks for listening to this episode of the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast. 
If you know somebody that needs to listen, share it with them. Uh, if you haven't joined the Facebook group at Kid Ministry Collective, please answer the questions. It's amazing how many people will say, the first question is, you must answer all the questions. Will you follow the rules? And it's amazing how many people try to skip that. They just get a, a message saying, hey, uh, you haven't answered all the questions. Some people see it, some people don't. And then they wonder why we haven't let them in. We lo love to have more and more people, but we do want people to follow the rules. That's part of leadership is being a great follower. So come join the group. Come check out the podcast. If you're not part of the, the Restoring Leaders Facebook group, check that out as well. God bless you. Thanks again for listening. I'm your friend, Tom Bump. Have a great day and stay tuned for another episode real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills in ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.